This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Kapoor. It's Thursday, the 7th of October. In your sport today, Benji bids farewell to the NRL. The Ashes look likely to go ahead. A spicy matchup in golf. And the greatest art is a knockout. This is your sport today. We start with the big footy news that rugby league legend Benji Marshall has retired after 346 games in the NRL. Gabs, I'm not going to lie, he's my favourite footy player of all time and I spent most of yesterday watching YouTube highlights of him throwing flick passes and sidestepping clueless defenders. Uh, Sorry to my boss, it was an unproductive day. (laughs) Yeah, Fez, I don't think you're alone. Thankfully, social media was not down yesterday. His coach at the Rabbitohs, Wayne Bennett, said yesterday that there were times when he was sick of footy but he always wanted to watch Benji play. And Fez, you know you're a big deal when people only call you by your first name and that kind of sums up Marshall's impact on the game. He famously helped the West Tigers win their only premiership in 2005 with a flick pass to Pat Richards to set up a try that is still copied in backyards today. Gabs, I'm still trying it, but I just can never get the <laughs> flick pass part of it right. Uh, you mentioned the Tigers and that's where he spent most of his career, but uh, Gabs, he achieved a lot more in the game. Oh, yeah. He played 346 games, as you said, which is the eighth most NRL matches of all time. Now, most of those were at the Tigers, but he also played for the Dragons, Broncos and Rabbitohs, with his last game coming in the grand final loss last week. He also played 31 test matches for New Zealand, was named the best player in the world in 2008, and scored a match-winning try in the World Cup final win over Australia in that same year. Marshall fans out there, aka my brothers and sisters, we haven't completely <laughs> lost Benji. He said yesterday he signed a two-year deal with Fox Sports, so he'll still be around. Cricket fans can breathe a sigh of relief on Tuesday. We spoke about how the men's ashes could be cancelled this week. Well, a few days later, it looks like it's good to go. Reports out of the UK say England skipper Joe Root has confirmed he'll be heading down under. Yeah, well, there is still nothing official yet, Fez, but the UK Telegraph reports that the tour will be signed off by the end of the week, and that's when England's squad is also likely to be named. Now, Root hadn't fully committed to the Ashes. He said he was still waiting for the final details, but a call with Cricket Australia and England officials appears to have done the trick. With Root on board, Fez, it's expected England will name a near full-strength side, but all-rounder Ben Stokes might not be picked because he's still taking an indefinite break from cricket. Now, this is good news for everyone, especially Cricket Australia, as the tour is worth about $200 million. Yeah, and like most sports, cricket has taken a financial hit during COVID. So now we just got to stand by for the official word in England squad. And as you said, that should come later this week. Uh, the Ashes start on December 8. Today's trivia question, how many Ashes tests have England won in Australia this century? Gab's got any clues? Pass. I have absolutely none. But because I have to answer, I will say uh, six. It's between 1 and 25 because that's how many games have been played, Gabs. The answer at the end of the show. 
Staying with cricket and tonight on the Gold Coast, Australia's women's team plays India in the first of three T20s. These matches will decide the winner of the trophy and Gabs. The Aussies are set to unleash one of the world's fastest bowlers. Yeah, they are. And that will be Taylor Vlamink, Fez. And she's been clocked at speeds of around 125 kilometres per hour. She missed the one dayers and the test match against India because she was still recovering from an Achilles injury. But coach Matthew Mott says Vlamink almost played the test, but just wasn't quite ready. Fez, the three T20s are the final leg in the multi-format series against India. Australia leads six points to four after they won the one-day series 2-1 and with the test match being a draw. With each T20 worth two points, Australia needs to win two matches to lift the trophy while India needs a clean sweep. If India win 2-1, the trophy is shared and Fez, hopefully we get better weather than what we had for the test match. Yeah, lots of overs lost terrain up there on the Gold Coast. Uh, the match starts at 6.40pm local time at Metricon Stadium on the Gold Coast. Catch it on Channel 7 and Foxtel. Those following the AFL trade period will know it's been relatively quiet this year, but there's been plenty of movement when it comes to coaches. Perhaps the biggest story, Gabs, has been Eddie Betts. He's heading to Geelong. Must admit, I got really excited for a second because I thought he was coming at a retirement, (laughs) but Betts is heading there as a development coach, not a player next season. It's a part-time role for Betts, and he says that he's excited about developing the young Geelong players, both on and off the field. Betts retired this year as one of the greats of the AFL. He played 350 games and kicked 640 goals, so he says he'll be working with the forwards, but is hoping to cover other positions on the field like he did during his playing days. Fez, this is a big get for the Cats because they've got one of the oldest playing lists in the comp. So if Betts can improve the younger players, it means that Geelong can still be a premiership contender down the track. Yeah, Geelong were knocked out in the preliminary finals by the Demons this year, and that led to some experts suggesting their chances of winning a flag are fading with that ageing roster. The AFL trade period is about halfway done. So if there's any big trades, we'll let you know. Golf fans will know that Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau aren't exactly best of mates. Uh, their rivalry has been one of the biggest talking points in world golf. And while they were civil during the Ryder Cup for Team USA this year, we're going to find out just how friendly they are when they go head-to-head in an event called The Match and Gabs could get a little spicy. Yeah, Fez, bring the ranch dressing because this is going to be fiery. This feud started back in 2019, but it really got going earlier this year when Kepka got riled up when DeChambeau walked behind him during an interview and muttered some choice words. Fans have even joined in shouting, Brooksy, when DeChambeau walks past on the golf course. Fair to say that has not gone down too well, but... We'll see how they get on in this 12-hole event in Las Vegas. As spicy as it might be, there is a charitable side to it all. The match has been going on for five years and has raised around 30 million US bucks. The match will be played the day after Thanksgiving. I think Kepka called it a Friendsgiving. Uh, that's going to be on Friday, <laughs> November 26th in the States. Cabs, I reckon I beat you easily at this one. Not a chance, mate. I love ranch dressing. Uh, oh, wait. Do you mean golf? In that case, you absolutely would. I think I've got you covered. Muhammad Ali is known as the greatest when it comes to boxing, and it turns out he was a pretty good artist as well. Gabs, some of Ali's drawings from decades ago went up for auction in New York this week, and they raked in more than a million dollars. 
Yeah, they did, Fez. And the highest earner was a sketch from 1978 called Sting Like a Bee, which shows a boxer knocking down an opponent with a speech bubble that says, Ref, he did float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. And then the ref is seen running from the ring. That picture sold to a collector of Ali memorabilia in Britain for $580,000, which is about half a million more than it was expected to. All up, 26 drawings were sold for $1.3 million. And now we've got Muhammad Ali and Salvador Dali in the art world as well. Uh, that might be a bit of a stretch, Gabs. <laughs> it doesn't sound like there's much Ali couldn't do. Uh, we've put a link in the episode notes to the auction website, which has all of Ali's pieces. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And tomorrow morning, bright and early, 5.30am, the Socceroos take on Omar in a World Cup qualifying match. It's their third game, Australia, uh, two from two so far. Catch it on Network 10. Gabs, what do you got? Yeah, well, we had Wild Card Wednesday yesterday with the Boston Red Sox beating the New York Yankees to make the playoffs. Today is the LA Dodgers and the St. Louis Cardinals. The winner goes through to the National League Finals. Nice one, Gabs. I'll be tuning in for that. Sorry again to my bosses. Uh, The answer to today's trivia question, how many test matches have England won in Australia this century? Gabs, you went with six? I did. Close. It was four. I'm too generous. You're too generous. Four out of 25. Australia, meanwhile, has won 19 out of the 25, so fairly dominant at home. Uh, All right, that's it for us today. Thanks for sticking with us, as always, and we'll catch you again for Friday. 